I think there's a lot of people who on social media do a really good job of serving others and that being their heart behind it. For me, I really noticed it was my value wrapped up in it. It Is my hard work that I'm doing being seen by other people and learning that doesn't make it more valuable. So I think there's a healthy place to do it from. And I found myself in a very unhealthy place there. And it's been so freeing to let go of what other people might think about what we're doing and just do it because it matters to our family in our home. You are listening to the Look Up Collective podcast, a podcast where we help you thrive in your home and business. We're your coaches, Chris, Elizabeth, and Wynn. And if you are looking for simple, actionable, encouraging conversations to help you be rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. This is Wynn. Welcome back to the Look Up Collective podcast. You guys are in for a treat today because we have a very special guest. My good friend and Luco member, Stephanie Trinkle, and she just told me this is her very first time to be on the podcast. I told her this is my first time to interview somebody for my own <laughs> podcast. So we are just jumping in head first today. Uh, we're so glad you're here, Steph. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. So tell our people that are listening a little bit about you, who you are, where you live, your family whatever you want to share with us. Yeah. I am Stephanie. I live in Colorado. I've been here for actually for 10 years, which blows my mind. I've been married to my husband for five years and we have two little kids, a three-year-old boy and a one-year-old daughter. And I get to stay home with both of them, which has always been a dream for me. And on the side, I've been pursuing a young living business for five years also, which is crazy goes along with my anniversary, basically. And then I've picked up writing and have dreams of eventually writing a book. So I'm very excited to get to chat on here today about some things I'm passionate about. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. And Steph and I have had the privilege to work together for all of those five years. And now that she's a member of our Luco community, she really embodies what we talk about and what we coach on is being able to be a present mom who is also pursuing her dreams, the dreams that God put inside of you. And it's beautiful to see how those dreams can shift and change over the years. And to hear you say, hey, this is my new dream, my new passion. I was telling Steph before we started recording, she has a new website, blog. And I sat in bed and read every single post that she already has up last night. And it was so encouraging. And the reason why I really wanted to have her on the show today, well, a lot of reasons, because she really, like I said, embodies the kind of woman that we want to serve and that we do get to serve in the Look Up Collective. But she has been on a little social media hiatus. And we were texting recently. And I'm like, okay, how have you been creating in your life since you haven't had the tool of social media? And we did an episode, Chris Elizabeth and I, number 23, called The Dance Between Creation and Consumption. And we talked a lot about how you can create in your life. And a lot of the examples that Elizabeth and I use were creating publicly because we both have been creating publicly for 10 to 15 years online. And I was just really curious for Steph to get to share what it has looked like in this current season of her life to create without having the outlet of social media. Now, Steph loves 
holidays. She loves gatherings. She loves hospitality. And I have been a recipient of that. I've been to her house and we have, she spent time at my house. We've spent time together. I just really wanted to hear her talk about what it has looked like to create within the confines of your home. Yeah, I feel like this is so interesting because even the creation versus consumption, I used to just assume that consuming was bad. And because of that was a big reason. I was like, I need to be off of social media. I'm just consuming too much. And I still believe that we can consume in ways that aren't the most beneficial. But I feel like I also was attaching myself to social media because I felt like I needed it as a creative outlet. Like, who will I be without creating here? Because for the five years of my business online, I was showing up every single day on there telling people about my life and giving tips and tricks. And it was a place for me to be creative. So I really just in December was like, I need a break so bad and thought I would just take the holiday off. And as I've dove in more to things that feel really important to me, I've found that my home is like the best place for me to use my creativity. And it's things that have been so overlooked in the past, things that honestly have been pain points in the past. So like the struggle of cleaning my house and just being like, wow, that's such a pain. That's like, I see it as like, a problem in my life. And over the past four or so months, just viewing it as a chance to be creative in my home and what works for us. And it's led me down a major rabbit hole of decluttering and minimalism, which is something I've always been so interested in. But I was using all of my creative energy outside of my home. And when I kind of took where I mainly did that, which is social media away from me, I found myself freed up to create in my home. And like, go through our closets, go through everyone's bedroom, go through my kitchen cabinets, like stuff like that, that truly in turn has served my family so much better. That is so beautiful. Can I read what you ironically posted on social media about before you got off? Because I love this because I have loved watching you. I heard you say for so long that you were interested in minimalism, that you wanted to start a capsule wardrobe. Like it was something that you talked about and that you were interested in, but is it fair to say that you didn't create, I, I was about to say you didn't have the time, but we know that we can create time and we make time for what matters to us, that you didn't create the time to do those things because you were distracted with other things? Would you say that's totally. fair? Yeah. So, okay, this is what Steph wrote, and I don't know when she wrote this. I think Let's it was see. September or October. It. Okay, I say in my, it's saved as a favorite in my phone. It's from October. And she says, I wish I could explain the changes happening in my home but more importantly, heart lately, you see a decluttered home. I see, and this, I'm, I, we'll see if I can get through this without tearing up, a restful night's sleep, more time snuggling my babies before bed, less overwhelm, less laundry, more home-cooked meals, relaxed evenings, less time spent cleaning, no time spent searching for missing items, less money spent grocery shopping, less money spent shopping in general, actually, more time to work out, so much more time reading, no stressing over guests and hosting, opening my doors more often to welcome people in, less time on this app, meaningful conversations with Joey. That's her husband. And she says, almost two months ago, I dove into Lookup Collective. And since then, I've gotten to the heart of what matters to me. Minimizing is a result of that. It's impossible to find out what matters in the season and then hang on to a bunch of stuff that just doesn't. It's so freeing. I just love that. Like, I, I don't how many times have I read that out loud? I just think it's so good. You have such a way with words, but just to describe like, hey, this is what 
it might look like outwardly, but this is actually what's happening in my mm -hmm. heart as a result of this. Like, what do you, when you hear that, what comes up for you now? I feel like it's really cool because all of those things were the things that I like started minimizing and I can see my creativity coming out in each of those places. Like even when you sent me some questions over and got my mind kind of turning through it, like different ways to be creative in my home, I'm like budgeting. As like boring yeah. as that sounds, and I know I'm like not huge, it's not my favorite thing to do, but looking at it as the world's blowing up, complaining about groceries and how can I, as the gatekeeper of my home, protect my family in a way that says, okay, how can I cut my grocery budget down and getting creative in that way? And then our meals and like, how can I nourish my family in a way that like my three-year-old, my one-year-old and me and my husband are all going to enjoy. So I'm not making three different meals that night. Like just finding those pain points and just like getting creative in that and looking at it as a way to truly bless the people in my home and take really good care of them. So seeing that that was kind of the start of the journey. And like you said, I still was on Instagram and then getting to this point where it's like, how important is it for me? Like, I don't feel like I can share that well until I'm honing it in, in these ways, because it does distract more for me personally. And that was another thing. I think there's a lot of people who on social media do a really good job of serving others and that being their heart behind it. For me, I really noticed my, it was my value wrapped up in it. it. Is my hard work that I'm doing being seen by other people and learning that doesn't make it more valuable. So I think there's a healthy place to do it from. And I found myself in a very unhealthy place there. And it's been so freeing to let go of what other people might think about what we're doing and just do it because it matters to our family in our home. I mean, mic drop right there. And you said it at the end of that, like just being able to clarify what really matters to you and speaking from somebody who has walked with you for a while and coached you in multiple yeah. scenarios, you used to really struggle <laughs> with like what everybody else is doing and feel like, oh, well, this person is mothering this way or cooking meals this way or cleaning our house this way. Like, should I do that? And just to see you where you are now, you're still so young, right? To know like, hey, this is who we are as a family. This is who I am. This is what matters to me. It's so exciting because it's like the sky's the limit for how you're going to grow and how you will. I mean, you already are, but inspire other young moms who will walk through the same thing that you did. Totally. Well, I think that's a big thing with like the consumption and getting stuck in that instead of creating I mean, I find myself consuming just as much now, except for it's very intentional what I'm consuming. So instead of being on Instagram and scrolling and in 10 minutes having someone tell me what kind of exercises I need to do, what kind of activities I need to do with my kids, the best way to clean my house, the best, like when you go through 12 different things yeah. and it's someone else's opinion of what you should consume in that day. And I had to hard, hard stop for myself and say, I'm interested in minimalism. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I've read so many books on minimalism in the past four months. Like I'm still consuming. I'm still getting other people's ideas, but it's more of a deep dive where it feels less like this is how you should do it and more here's some ideas, take what works for you. And I think that's what's really cool about kind of taking a step back from social media is that I get to choose what I want to consume based off of what I'm interested in creating. 
That is so good and such a cool perspective because I think we've all been there if we're like sort of going down the rabbit hole researching something specific it's like even if you're searching for me this is sort of embarrassing but I've gotten I've gotten into learning things from TikTok Mm -hmm. and so I like this summer I really want to I usually pick a project in my house to like really organize and declutter or like move things around or create things that weren't there yet and so I've been thinking about okay what am I going to do this summer what needs to be done in my house? I don't think my kitchen and my like coffee bar, you know, whatever area is really serving me. And so I sort of went down this rabbit hole of like searching specifically that mm-hmm. to like read articles and watch videos. And I'm even like going to friends' houses and like looking in their kitchen cabinets. <laughs> like, where do you keep things? It's so much different than just like, yeah, scrolling and just like whatever pops up. It's like, no, I'm being super intentional with what I'm learning about. I love that. That's such a cool perspective. Yeah, I do think what you said about is it serving me? Like the way you're looking at your kitchen is not like, wow, it's such a mess. It's so horrible. It's all this. It's like, is that really serving our family? And that was us with laundry was just like, is this way that we're doing it serving our family? And when your husband has to ask like about his underwear as much as Joey used to, I'm like, (laughs) this clearly isn't working. So stepping back and being like, how can I do this in a way that doesn't feel like a burden, but also serves my family well. Yeah. You said something earlier too that it reminded me of, of what we talk about in our Luco coaching calls a lot is not like this is what you should do, but like what if you considered XYZ? What if you considered doing one little blunder yeah. a day? What if you considered to like just kind of get your brain going on options and opportunities? I think so often we, yeah, we either think it has to look like this person or it needs to look a certain way. When we're all created so differently, we all have different needs and our families have different needs. And so even just asking yourself that question, like, what if, what have I considered this? Like really just opens up our brain for new ideas. Totally. Okay. I want to hear more about, because you are like the holiday hosting, gathering, hospitality queen, like what is your favorite part in this season of having people into your home? Okay. So I just read a book. And I don't know if I could have really articulated this before the book. I've always loved hosting. And every single Friday night growing up, my neighbors came over to my house. And I have like really fond memories of us all being so close. And I just went back to Arizona last week. And literally the same people came over. Like it's just really embedded in my, my family. And then like some of my best childhood memories are around Halloween, like I know people think I'm crazy, but I just love it so much because in Arizona, it's so hot and the windows could be open. And I can remember like the smell of the breeze through the windows. That doesn't happen that much. And my mom always had candy corn candles going. I just feel like so it's tangible, you know, like hosting, like creating a space that just feels so tangible for people's memories to latch on to. And so in this book, it was talking about how like men and women are different and men, a lot of their gifting really is going out and preaching the gospel and women, a lot of our gifting is making that tangible for people. Like you think of Christmas and you probably went to church service and you heard your pastor preaching the gospel, but then you came home and what you really remember about Christmas is the cookies that your mom made and the tree and the beautiful presents wrapped in the lights. So just like honestly being the taste and see that the Lord is good and translating Mm -hmm. that for people. So for me, having people in my home is a way to really 
embody the peace and the joy and the love of the gospel that people may not get in other parts of their life. And just creating a space in my home that is not about how good does it look that I have my life together, but how good do you feel being in a place where you can feel the peace in these four walls and kind of making the words that we speak about what we believe really tangible with the way that you feel when you walk into our home. And so I love like even just recently being like, okay, if people come over for a play date, can I just make sure that the coffee's on and there's banana bread, like something simple, just something that makes someone yeah. feel thought of and cared for before they walk in. And I know that a lot in our culture, we're like, just open your doors no matter what. And I obviously believe that too. But when you're in these small rhythms of keeping up with your home and getting rid of an overabundance of toys and making healthy food and keeping that kind of stuff on hand, it's easier to welcome people in in a way that doesn't feel like they walk in and are like, oh man, should I even be here right now? Is she overwhelmed? Like, I don't want people to walk in my house and be like, is she too overwhelmed for me to be in here? I want them to walk in and be like, wow, she thought of me ahead of time and create that space for them. That's so beautiful. And like, who knows how many years down the road those mamas will remember your banana bread at your play dates. You know, I, there is something about smell mm. that we remember. And we, my husband and I were involved in a, like a youth ministry when we were first married. And the thing that we did every single Tuesday night was homemade chocolate chip cookies. And cause it, on, it was very intentional. It was so those students would walk in, they would smell homemade chocolate chip cookies. And when you think of homemade chocolate chip cookies, you think of home, like it just makes you feel safe and like you could put your walls down and like all these years later, like I still, that is like one of the things I remember most about that season with that ministry is what something so super simple as making homemade chocolate chip cookies did for these teens. We have that same opportunity to create something in our homes and in our environment. It's like, that's so beautiful. It's so much simpler than we make it. To totally. Be. And I think that's the thing is it's not that your house has to be perfectly clean or that the food has like, I even went over to a friend's house the other day and she made me coffee cake. And I was like, this is so good. She's like, I made it from a box. And I'm like, first of all, it's funny that we always feel like we have to justify ourselves in that. Yeah. And second of all, I didn't care. Like she asked if we had any allergies. I said, no, she made something and it was delicious. And my son couldn't stop eating it. Like that's what matters. And that's the, the little like over the top difference that it can be. And I think that there's times to get even more extravagant and there's times to it even be a little bit less depending on the company or the situation, but just like thoughtfully thinking of them before they walk in mm -hmm. and how you can bring them like truly the, the fruits of the spirit in your home overflowing from your family to theirs. Yeah. Th there is no greater compliment than we host our community group often in our home. And I'll never forget earlier this semester, one of the dads was like, I just always love coming to your house. Like it smells good. It's peaceful. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like I'm like at home when I'm here. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I think that word <laughs> like that's specifically just... peace. Like if people, the world is so chaotic and a lot of people's homes are so chaotic. So if they come into your house and it they feel peace. Like, I don't know if we can give anyone a better gift than that. Yeah, that's so good. 
okay, so you've been off social media, you've been hosting playdates, you've been making banana bread, <laughs> you've been doing all things. Is there anything else that, and have you found any other ways or new ways or unexpected ways that you have found to express yourself or your creativity in the season? Yeah, I think writing and blogging. I've always, I actually started a blog literally five years ago and I just couldn't get myself writing is kind of a slow hobby. You need time and you need space. And I just never, I was so bogged down by things that didn't matter that I didn't really do that. I'm like, what a shame. It would have been my whole five years of marriage all written on a blog if I just would have done that. But just picking up now. So I've been taking that space to write. Also, this is hilarious to me. I have always hated cooking. My husband has done most of the cooking our whole entire relationship. And so in the past year, I just have really done a deep dive into nutrition and what's going to nourish my family best, but also taste good. And there are times like that. There's two girls that share recipes on Instagram and I'll hop on my browser and see if they have anything new that I want to try because they've like poured into me. I was telling my mom yesterday, I was on the phone with her. I'm like, I'm doing this because a stranger on the internet told me to. And like how many times we really, we really do those things, but being intentional about who we let speak into our life in those ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So cooking, Mm -hmm. we just like started planting stuff in our backyard, like gardening with not Mm -hmm. food, just like flowers, that kind of stuff. But that's been really fun. Um, We just bought chickens, like just doing things that I've always wanted to do, but I didn't allow the space in my life to do them. And what's really cool about this, because it's very home-centered, everything that I'm doing right now, but I was thinking about it because community, my in-person community has grown a lot since being off of social media. I feel like I have more capacity to show up for these people, my neighbors, and Mm -hmm. thinking about like all of the things that are starting in my home, how those can pour out, maybe not in the masses, maybe I'm not all of a sudden sharing a tip with 500 people, but like with my neighbor or or like, I can't wait to bring over eggs to our neighbors, like little things like that start in your home and then you can, they overflow out of it. And how for so long I was so focused on what was happening on how I could show up outside of my home that my home was suffering. And that when you do it opposite, it's just like one of God's kingdom rules that makes no sense. It's like all of a sudden, when I've gotten a grip on what's happening under these four walls, it's so much easier to show up for others and to think about others, to plan. I'm in the middle of planning a baby shower for a friend right now, like just different ways to be hospitable. But that started because I freed myself up and used creativity at home. That's so good. I always think of the Mother Teresa quote that says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Me, Terry. And it and is. you learn learn that you're replaceable. Like, of course, people will miss you, but like you're replaceable everywhere except for in your four walls. Is those people are the ones that need you the most. And so to take care of them first and then let your overflow take care of everyone else. Like my closest neighbors are my kids whose doors are right next to bedroom doors are right next to my bedroom door, you know? And so to focus on them. And I think that too much, we feel like it's not good enough, right? Like even I was in a mom's group the other day and I'm like, man, we're talking about evangelism. And I'm like, I don't share the gospel with a ton of people, but I sure share it with my 
three-year-old 18 times a day like it hasn't exactly clicked yet but like that is really important and that is the person that God literally gave me from my own womb to teach about him and to take the value away from that is just to have a very worldly outlook and think that being seen as someone is more important than just being faithful it was so good I mean we've all been called as believers to make disciples and we, if you have children, you have little disciples living in yeah, your house. Yeah, watching your every move all the time. Yeah. One of the thoughts that Elizabeth and I talk about a lot in Luco is when you tend to your family, your business, ministry, branches, whatever you want to say, grows. When you tend to those things, your family life grows. Like it doesn't have to be this like one or the other, mm-hmm. It's but you have to tend, like we say so much, like we want to pour from a deep tended well. And like you were saying about like it, what starts at home can overflow in other places, but like you have to be filled yourself and you have to tend to that. Well, and it's also so. those things at home. And Chris said this, it was probably months ago on a, a teaching, but it's just stuck with me so much as like, laundry is relentless and cooking is relentless Mm -hmm. like those are two things and cleaning if we want to if we want to take it a step further like those are things that are relentless and when you get those things on a rhythm and when you're really creative about the places that those are burdening you it frees up brain space to do these other things like put the things that have to get done all of the time on some sort of rhythm and system and then that allows you to have all these other spaces and come home at the end of the night and be able to truly rest I think that's really big too is sometimes we're so focused on our work outside of them that our work inside of the home doesn't get done so then there's never space for resting in our lives that's Honestly, a big place I found myself is just so burnt out. And I think that's avoidable if we just figure, if we just take the time and space to figure out rhythms for the things that have to get done every day and look at them as a chance to be creative. I think that's been the biggest mindset shift for me is like, it doesn't, it's relentless, but that doesn't make it a burden. That makes it a really easy thing staring me in the face that needs some creativity added to it. I love it. And you have a great post on your blog about laundry. It's exciting. When you figure out laundry, life gets exciting because you're like, wow, this doesn't burden me anymore. Yeah. There are things like you said, relentless. Like it's just a part of being a human. Being an adult is you have to cook and clean and feed people. And so the sooner we can be like, wow, I get to do these things. How can I be creative with it? How can I create, like you said, a rhythm around it? So then it just becomes something that you do. A couple months ago, we had a friend visiting and she was here and I was sort of watching myself through her eyes as she was sitting on my couch after the kids went to bed and I loaded the dishwasher, started the dishwasher, loaded the laundry, put it on delayed start. Like I just did it. Like I wasn't like, oh, gotta do the laundry. Oh, go do the dishes. Like I just did it because it's just become a part of what I do every day. I didn't, wasn't complaining about it. I just did it. And that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. Like, okay. I'm in a good rhythm and this is not taking over my life. It's just a part of something that I do every day to take care of my home and my family. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. So I love that so much. So as we close up, I would love for you to leave our listeners with an encouragement for finding ways in their day-to-day that they can engage and create 
Yeah, I think really looking at those places that drive you crazy, like I think those are the things that we want to shove to the side because they don't seem fun. But like I was saying with cooking for me, I just couldn't stand it. And then looking at it in a way of, okay, how can this actually be enjoyable for me? And I started cooking dinner every night at 4 p.m. Like I start it at 4 p.m. Because I know my two little kids are going to interrupt me a bunch of times. And if I give myself an hour and a half, it's not stressful. And so that's a way for me to be Mm -hmm. creative in that. So just like looking for those things. And then also just things that you really enjoy. So the things that drive you crazy and then the things that you really enjoy. Like for some people that could be art. Are you actually painting if you love doing that kind of stuff? Are you actually gardening if you love being outside? Are you actually hosting people if you love hospitality? Like just stepping back and saying, what's driving me crazy in my day-to-day systems and how can that be better to serve my family? And then what's something that I'm just really passionate about? And for me, that was writing. Like I've always wanted to write and I've always had dreams of it. And here I am pushing it to the side over and over and for what? And so finding those two things and just, it's like a way, like where's your creative outlet to serve and where's your creative outlet to fill your cup? Like having kind of both of those and even just focusing on one at a time. I think that's something for me is I can get really checklisty of like, oh, here are all Mm -hmm. the things. And so just looking at it one thing at a time. And I think that for me, that started with what is driving me crazy about my home. That is so good. That is so encouraging. This has been such a delightful conversation. I feel so encouraged and like I learned so much from you. So I know that our people listening are going to feel the same way. Can you tell us where they can find you and connect with you? Yes, I am. I technically have an Instagram account and I'm just Stephanie Trinkle on there. I see myself coming back someday, but I also don't really know. But I also have been blogging, and that is just stephanietrinkle.com. And hopefully someday on there, there'll be some book sales. (laughs) Heck yes. So good. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for being here and being our very special guest. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again next week. Keep looking for the good. It's always there. 